Blog Talk Radio. Only 30 minutes. Only on Sunday. Only 30 minutes. Only on Sunday. Sunday, I see on the line, D. Lovely is in the house. Hey, D. Lovely. Good evening. How are you? Man, my back went out. That's why I forgot. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Man, that thing went out, and I had that little bullet gun. And I put it on my neck as I leaned back in the easy chair. And, boy, it, it cracked back in place. And I was like, I was feeling good, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it settled me down, and I wasn't in pain. And then I kind of nodded off. And I, I was like, I forgot about it. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, we got the show at 4 o'clock. I forgot to text him. <laughs> I forgot. I got my alarm set now. You don't have to worry. I always I'll be there if I can. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, I didn't even write it down. Did you watch uh Chris Rock last night? I didn't. Did you hear about it? I I knew he was going to talk about the slap, but I haven't watched it. He says he called Jada the B word. With an itch. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ah, I just wonder. I did not see it either. I've seen oh. a little segment of it, you know, like a little clip somebody put on Facebook, yeah. but I did not see it. <clears throat> That's not going to Just wonder. Point. You can't do that, bro. Ah. Can we just get along, in the words of Rodney Kang? What? Okay, uh, the first thing I got is uh, I ain't got too many because, like I said, when I started feeling good at that thing came, my back cracked. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, Walgreens won't distribute abortion pills in states where GOP AGs uh, operate, I guess. The nation's second, second largest pharmacy punked out, in my words, Confirmed Thursday that it would not dispense abortion pills in several states where they remain legal, acting out of abundance of caution amid a shifting policy landscape, threats from state officials, and pressure from anti-abortion activists. Nearly two dozen Republican states attorneys generals wrote to Walgreens in February threatening legal action if the company began distributing the drugs, which have become the nation's most popular method for ending pregnancy. Your thoughts on this, be lovely. Well, obviously I'm a woman of a particular age, so this isn't an issue for me, but it bothers me that there are so many people that want to tell women what should and shouldn't be inside of their body. 
based on the fact that it doesn't change their life one bit. I am still concerned about why they would prefer that you have the baby that no one wants to take care of once it gets here. And instead of saying, how about we stop having all these babies that nobody wants to take care of? I just, I feel like it's your choice. If you want children, you know how to get them. And if you don't want children, you should know how to prevent them. But obviously, there's always a, a factor of um, the possibility of someone who's been raped or any type of incest or sexual assault or any of those things that would definitely not want to have a baby from from that that process, why would you not want them to have that access? How is it hurting them? Yeah. That's a good question. Don't know don't know how it's hurting them. Uh I know it's 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 uh it was suggested on one of the shows that uh that the people that's less dark skin is worried about being the minority and they want to still be in the majority. That was suggested, but I'm like, even so, I don't understand because you know it's gonna affect the people that ain't got money. Like a lot exactly. of us. <laughs> if you're melanin deficient, you know that you have access to more, greater, better health care. Even if you don't have the financial stability, you always have access to more opportunities than people who who have more melanin um, are, are, are melanin popular. They they understand there's always going to be a, a difference. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put lines and they're gonna make decisions. The fact that they are concerned about being not being the majority at some point, that's gonna happen no matter what. That's just that's just how the the um uh, the, the world turns. That's how that's the circle of life, that's the process. You're not gonna always be the majority. No matter what color you are, you're not always going to be the majority. At some point you might be, but at some point it may change. So what you, what's you, what are you really complaining about? You scared you you scared that this one percent of the people who are making all the laws look like them, but all the people that you are enforcing the laws on look like us. Uh, make it make sense. Good point, D. Loving. Um, the next one I got. C C Punk was going on this week. And they had a whole lot of black people in there talking about who would you vote for, you know, this coming election. And all of them were saying Trump, which I find ridiculous. Do you sometimes find yourself, when you hear other black people talking about they're voting for Trump and they're with Trump, or they got Republican views, do you think... That to yourself, man, I'm sure enough smarter than most of these people. I do. I do. do you that's think, exactly what do I do. You think, do you think, do I don't know why I find myself thinking that. Like uh, Donald was talking with Bowman. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they were both, you know, they're both uh, representatives in the House. And, of course, Donald is a Republican, and Bowman is the uh, representative from New York. 
and they were talking about uh, what Biden did, and he said, and he was he was naming all the stuff, uh, lowering insulin and all that, and then uh, Donald's is talking about his high inflation, you know, the normal stuff that they say, uh, and one of the other rep- uh, representatives come and say, hey, 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 we're just three good-looking black men. Three fine black men. Uh, my point is, again, do you find yourself just thinking, how how do you get to that point of rationality to say that the Republican point of view for politics is a good thing? When there's a lot of crooks over there and a lot of craziness going on on their side of the aisle. Your thoughts, D-Level? My thoughts are very basic. Money can buy you anything. And when you start looking at the financial support that they receive and how they are growing their own self-worth, then you'll understand why they say what they say. I think it's the... Donald is the one that, when you look historically, he was making like a hundred and something thousand. He is now worth like two million dollars. How did that happen so quickly? Who, who's putting money in your pocket? And the more you say these these outlandish things to bring people to the to your your people that look like you to your side, you're doing it because you're financially motivated. It's not because you believe in what you see. You just know at some point you'll be ahead of the game, and it won't matter to you what happens to the people that you're leaving behind. It doesn't matter to you as long as you get yours and you can take care of your your family or your people or whatever your circle looks like. You're fine with the fact that they are they are telling you to like a puppet or telling you what to say, how to say it, when to say it, where to say it. Here's your check. So don't be surprised that the, that getting paid makes you makes you say the most outlandish things. We've known that always. We've always seen that there's one working in the house, and he's getting the benefit of working in the house. Nice shoes, uh, some pretty white gloves, um, possibly a vest, and that hat that you gotta you know bow to, put at your chest and hold your head down. You know, you know what they're doing. Um. Basically, you're saying they're, they're not there to serve the people. They're there to serve themselves, basically. One of the last pieces of legal dynasty that doled out justice in the rural South Carolina for decades crumbled Friday, crumbled, as lawyer Alex Murdoch was sentenced to spend the rest of his life, his bald-headed life, because he cut off all his hair, in prison for the murder of his wife and son at their sprawling estate in the quiet low country that Murdoch's family had dominated since the days of Jim Crow. A judge talked to Murdoch in a way that few probably have. Not in his days playing college football, making millions as a high-powered attorney or gaining favor because of his name and reminded Murdoch that he had to remove the portrait of the defendant's grandfathers from his place of honor in that same courtroom to ensue a fair trial. 
D. Lovely, again, I know it was last week we talked about it, but now you know what he's getting. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm, I'm pleased, um, as you can imagine. Like I said last time, it's very rare that people that are melanin deficient get the same kind of um, sentences as people who are melanin pr- proud. Here's the thing. I feel like he got what he got because there was no way to get him out of it. I know you were saying they don't have any murder weapons, but we got you in the place, at the place, with the people where the thing happened. That's all you need. That's all they needed for anybody else. So you got two life sentences because there was a video or, or a recorded audio of you at the place where you said you wasn't when you started telling lies. And they were like, do we believe the lies you're telling now or the lies you were telling then? And he was like, well, I used to be a liar, but now I'm, I'm telling the truth. That's a lie. So we don't – nobody trusted you. I'm excited that he gets to go to prison. I'm, I'm excited for him and his his family. I feel like he has probably done to other people what is being done to him, and it pleases me. It pleases me to know that he's going to have to look in the face possibly of some people that he was um, on the other side of the aisle from. So that that I'm interested to see how that works out for him. Really interested. Sounds like yeah. a good time, doesn't it? <laughs> he look like a old he look like a old skinhead. Yeah. They Did you see him after he cut his head bald? Oh yeah, he even had a weird smile when in his in his pic in his um his photograph, and I, I thought mm, that that telling me a lot. He knows when he goes in who to pick sides with. He's, he's ready. I'm sure he was already on their side, so we're just going to see him now with his people, all skinheaded. Uh, the next thing I got, Mrs. Grizzly star Ja Morant apologizes after video appears to show him holding a gun. Mrs. star Ja Morant apologized via his representation Saturday after posting a video of himself earlier in the day appearing to hold a gun. I take full responsibility for my actions last night. The statement read, I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Uh, Sometimes, when you hang, like my mom used to say, you hang with them people, you end up doing what them people be doing. <laughs> That's what my mom used to say. And he was, it seemed like he was following the peer pressure, something I, I, uh, I was allergic to. I never had peer pressure. So, uh, D. Lovely, your thoughts on him showing the gun, yeah. actually talking about he was going to take somebody out, I think. This didn't surprise me. This has the Aaron Hernandez kind of story written all over it. You've been getting away with stuff probably a lot longer than we even know about. You don't post a picture like that, and that's the first time you've done something like that. This is just the first time since you've been famous that somebody said, hey, he can't do that anymore. He's He looked too comfortable. It was too much of who he really is to suddenly say, that's not who I am. 
I can't hear one more person say, I, I, I did a dumb thing, but that's not who I am. That's exactly who you are. You're a person that does dumb stuff. And when you do dumb stuff, you're going to have to eventually you get caught doing dumb stuff. So I'm not surprised that this happened. I feel like the, they, this is the kind of guy they target. He's from an area that says, this is how I've grown up. This is how I've lived my life. And he hasn't taken any of the instruction that I know that they get when they become famous or when they when they join a, a, a professional league that says, here are the guidelines. People are going to be watching you when you do this. People are going to be expecting this from you. You have to live your life according to um, with the most of um, integrity. They tell them all of these things, and they sit there in that meeting and they listen, and then go right back to their neighborhood and do stuff like this that says, "Okay, so we should not trust you because you make bad choices." So. Saying I'm taking some time away is them saying you about to lose your job. Uh, I got a different perspective because I remember this kid in college at Murray State. I think he went three years. No, he went to full. I think he went to full term. So he wasn't doing this in college. We don't know that. You you can't say that, Tess. You don't know that. I I do kind of know that he wasn't doing all this to get in trouble. He had a clean-cut record. I'm just going by what the record was when he was in college. He didn't get in trouble. But I'm saying that don't mean he wasn't exposed to it at all. That don't mean that at all. It just means that he wasn't doing this stupid stuff that he was doing while he was in college. But you're saying he wasn't doing it. We don't know that he wasn't doing it. What you, what you really have to say is we never saw this behavior from him when he was in college. But we don't know that he okay. wasn't doing it. I ain't going to say he wasn't I'm... doing it. I, I, I agree. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a fact in public right. that he was caught doing this thing. So uh, and what I've learned historically. I, I mean, I mean, it was just uh, it, it was just a surprise that he was even trying to be hard because this kid ain't hard on the court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It seemed like he was out of character because he's not hard on the court trying to kill somebody all the time. Yeah, he talk a little noise, but everybody talk a little noise in the NBA. I mean, as long as you got a mouth, you talk a noise when you back up and down the court. So, I mean... It just was, it just was, uh, uh, was a shock to anybody else that was, you know, that was on the team with him. Because, of course, you just I would couldn't tell if you, what he was going through. Yeah. I would bet if you because talk I, to people who weren't on the team with him, people who know him not just as a basketball player, but as a, as a, I'm, yeah. yeah, as a, just as a regular guy who they've known they wouldn't be as surprised as you are. I'm telling you, that's I'm going to tell you, it, it works. It works both ways, D. Lovely. You don't know if he was doing it or not either. <laughs> so we all don't know because <laughs> we don't yeah, know like that. <laughs> I agree. So he might not. He could have not been doing it, and he could have been doing it. So I mean, it, it could go both ways. Yeah. All I know is and, and, 
it wasn't we couldn't tell by his uh actions at when he was going to school and all that that's all that's the only thing well, i'm I, making the point on i i believe that there's a tighter circle and even a tighter grip on college students once you reach the professional level they expect you to act like an adult when you haven't had all your adult training so I, I, there, you could, you were absolutely right in in the sense that in college you didn't see this coming, but I guarantee you that as a as a, a man with a a pocket full of money, um, out in the world, where you have access to all of this stuff, somebody starts. People oftentimes start to think they're invincible. They can say what they want. They can do what they want because they are whoever they are, and I think that the mistake is made like, when they don't use that little bit of um that little bit of image that your mama left in your head that's supposed to say don't do stupid stuff Um, the next thing i got that's uh that's good actually we talked about it a few weeks back about the homeless veterans in California, where they yeah. were promised this land, and the government was using it for a football field, a baseball field, athletic facility, a car rental firm. They were drilling oil on this land that was supposed to be given to the veterans to house them. They actually right. built a building that can house like, I guess, uh, how many? It's like, I guess it was like 400 people. It wasn't the 1,200 people that they were going to be gifted. You know, the 1,200 housing units they were gifted back in the 1880s by a businesswoman named uh, Academia Stearns D. Baker. She had about five names. <laughs> and uh it was and this was in the 1880s I guess through a through you know what after she passed away she was she gave that land to the veterans and they used it for something else well they built a building not on that land but they built a building for some of the for 59 homeless veterans I guess it's a start you still got like 1200 but it's a start. Uh, rooms are like 600 square feet. Look pretty. Look pretty good because it's brand new. So yeah. that is That's that just, is something. But it's 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 still not going to eradicate all the homelessness in LA. Right. right. That's that's a that's a drip in that big bucket. It's just a drip. But it, you that just tells you. Veterans have been mistreated for so long that nobody was even checking to find out what they needed to do right by them because they just don't care anymore. Veterans have been treated like this since the 1800s. Seriously? (laughs) Yeah. She promised that land in 1880. Come on, son. (laughs) They could have gave them a piece of land. Uh, Hey, like like they said on that... uh, McClinton, you're going to begrudge us of a couple of good, fine pieces of land? 
<laughs> Begrudge him. Uh, That's an 1880s word. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use this. Almost cuss. Don't use that stuff no more. It almost came out. That's that's all I got, D Love, because like I said, my back was out of it. So I put that little room thing on. Golly, I just need like about ten more minutes. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Oh, did you see that George and Kellyanne Conway are getting divorced? What? No, I did not. They calling calling it off after twenty something years. <laughs> I I you know what? Maybe it could have been because of her views, you think? Maybe. She was oh, down with that mess. She was down with that mess when her husband was on T V talking about he hate Trump. Remember? <laughs> oh, I listen. Her, her her the daughter him, they've just had a roundabout of fights about how she supports Trump, and they do not. So that's I found that amusing. Yeah, so it was separation in the house already. Yeah, so he said I can't. I stands it till I can't stands it no more. <laughs> Ain't that from Popeye? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But yeah. Well, good talking to you, D. Lovely. Um, I'll talk to you next week. Well, you will. this week when uh, on Tuesday, hopefully. We will be talking on Tuesday. Okay then. All right, my friend. And until, take care. Be safe. All right, you you do the same. <laughs> 